Amen. Well, welcome again to Fur Road. Uh, I think there's no better place that you could be than right here this morning. So we're so glad you're here. Uh, we're in the last week of our, our series, simply called Buddy. And you know, some of you are like, finally, I thought we'd never stop talking about money. And I, I, I get that. If you're newer here, you might think, well, all this church talks about is money. Um, and we don't. I want you to know that. Um, but I also understand that there can be some tension when, when we, we talk about money. And, and it's even a little hard to talk about sometimes until I think about how much the Bible talks about it. And so, uh, and of all the weeks we've talked about, this is going to be the hardest one because we're, we're going to be talking about kind of giving away, being generous givers of your money. And so, um, just want you to know this is not about guilt at all, okay? If, if you go away today, feel like you're, you're you know, giving out of guilt, then I have failed in teaching what this is all about in this series. So, um, last week I brought up the idea that being good stewards of our money uh, means that we are good managers uh, of our money, okay? Stewardship basically means manager. And, and so I, I want to kind of develop that a little bit further this morning to start with. The overall idea is that, that everything we have uh, belongs to God. Okay, Psalm 24, 1 and 2 says, The earth is the Lord's, and everything in it, the world, and all who live in it, for he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Okay, so that, that's key. So God is the overall owner, and we are the managers. Okay, it's, it's a big and important job that we have. And, and for some of us, I, this can be kind of a whole mind shift. Okay, many of us have this kind of a mindset that I, what I have, it, it belongs to me. Okay, I, I work for it, it's mine, okay, stay away from it, this is mine. <coughs> um, there's an old uh, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck cartoon, and they were looking for a treasure, and, and they were, went underground to get this. Daffy Duck got a little greedy about it, let's just watch that go. Um, but it's a big responsibility. Um, 
First Corinthians 4.2 says, Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Okay, God expects us to, to be faithful, and, and we want to be faithful. We want to make God proud of us. Uh, you know, if somebody gives us a responsibility, most, most of us want to do a good job, right? We want to, them to say, man, I, I trusted them, and they did well. Um, we want to show them we did a good job. Uh, so God has given us a responsibility to manage this money, whether it's a little bit or a lot of it. Okay, the, the, the amount doesn't really matter, right? It, it's, uh, it doesn't change to manage things. And so, and when we're managing that money wisely, I think there's a freedom that comes with that. It's like kind of a burden is lifted from us. And, and so I want to give a few thoughts on being good money managers. Um, what is expected of a good money manager biblically? Okay, you can follow along. Back your bullets if you'd like. But, but first of all, good money managers, they live within their means. Okay, living within your means, it's about living a lifestyle that fits your income. Okay, so, so many people get in trouble because they try to live a lifestyle that's at the very, very top of their income, or maybe a little over their income, and then you're just stressed all the time about money, and, and there's this burden, and I think that we talked about debt last week, that's where so many people get in trouble with debt because they're trying to live at the very extreme, um, and this is actually another application of the counting the cost passage that I talked about last week from Luke 14 and I just want to read a couple verses from that again it's Jesus speaking here it says suppose one of you wants to build a tower won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it for if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it everyone who sees it uh, will ridicule you saying that this person began to build and wasn't able to finish so when you consistently spend more than you make, okay, you're not counting the cost, right? You, you're not properly managing that, that money wisely. And so, you know, a budget, we talked about a budget like we, last week, that can be a tool that can help you with that, but we need to count the costs and, and manage our money well. And often there's some lifestyle changes that need to go along with that, and those are the hard decisions to make. So that's the first thing. And then good money managers have integrity. Okay? It is so important to be above reproach with the money God has provided for us. Okay? This is huge. It really is. We, we need to manage God's money with integrity. Proverbs 28, 6 says, Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. Okay? This means always telling the absolute truth when money is involved. If you're selling a car... And, and there, there's something wrong with the transmission, and it slips a little bit. Uh, it's it's being honest about that, saying, "Hey, this this is an issue." And it's not hoping they, they drive it and don't notice anything. We can get a little more money out. Okay, that's that's not uh, integrity. Um, you know, if you've ever been on the other side of things, when somebody you feel like somebody took advantage of you, you know how hard that is, or how bad or mad that makes you feel, right? And so, if we're uh, you know Christians, we're saying, "Hey." This is what I'm selling. We, we want to be honest about it. Uh, I really think that's important. Um, you know, right now it's tax time. You'll be doing your taxes. There's there's always maybe a temptation to fudge a little bit on your taxes. Uh, it's not worth it. Just be honest uh, with your finances. You will have opportunities to be dishonest with money at some point. Okay, everyone does. 
Okay, it just throughout our life we deal with money so much, it's going to happen. So, so decide now how you're going to handle that situation. And it's not that big a deal when it comes up. If you've already decided, you know, whatever the situation, I am going to have integrity about money, that's not that big a choice. You've already made that choice to do that. There's a guy, this I think is kind of interesting, but a guy named Thomas Stanley did a study of DECA millionaires, which is uh, people worth more than $10 million. Okay, so, you know, most of you guys here this morning, right? Um, he came up with uh, 38 character qualities shared among America's kind of ultra-rich. And guess what the, the character quality at the very top of the list was? Integrity. Uh, they didn't make their money by being dishonest. So, if you have integrity, you'll become a deck of millionaire. Isn't that possible? Um, probably not. But you will have peace in your heart knowing that you are managing God's money well. I think God honors that. I really do. And then good money managers, they, they work hard. Okay, a, a good money manager knows the value of working hard. It may be physical labor. Um, it may be working behind a computer. It's not the, the kind of work that you do. It may be having a second job or whatever, but um, they, they work hard. Proverbs 10.4 says, Lazy hands make a man poor. But diligent hands bring wealth. Okay? I, I feel like we have a church of hard work. And I really appreciate that. You guys are not afraid uh, to work hard. And that's an awesome thing. Uh, I think we have a lot of people in our country who've kind of forgotten what it means to, to work hard. But a good money manager is not afraid uh, to work hard. And then the main area of, of being a good manager that I want to focus on for the rest of the time. Uh, that's the fact that good money managers give generously. Okay, a good money manager is a, a generous giver. And so there's something really cool that I kind of, it just hit me. It's not earth shattering this week when I was preparing, but just the idea that God is an amazing giver. And, and in fact, the, the very essence of God is about giving. And, and this is where it hit me. You know, John 3, 16, we've seen a million times. Most famous verse in the Bible. But the first part of that verse says, For God so loved the world that he, what? Gave his one and only son. He gave his one and only son. And, and he gave him to us, the rest of the verse, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So he gave him to us so that we don't have to die spiritually. He died physically so we can live for all eternity. And, and, and you think about that, so God's ultimate sacrifice is really about giving. And it kind of just blew me away for some reason as I thought about that. And here's the thing. The Bible says that we are made in God's image. And I think that means part of that is that we're made to be givers just like God is. Givers in a lot of ways. Givers of our time. Givers to, to help people in all kinds of ways. And, and givers of our money. And I think because it's in our very nature to be givers, because God is a giver, then there is a joy that comes with giving. Okay? It makes us feel good about ourselves. When you're given of yourself, it feels good, doesn't it? In Acts 20, verse 35, Paul is he's quoting the words of Jesus to the elders in the church at Ephesus before he left them for the very last time. And he said it, it's more blessed to give than to receive. You know, another way to, to translate blessed is happy. 
So in other words, you will be more happy giving than receiving. And isn't it strange how that works? If your heart is right, it feels really good to be a giver. And, you know, parents, they, they love to give good gifts to their kids. Okay? Um, Derek told me to, to say that, that they should, parents should give money to their kids. Derek Collier, so there I got that in. <laughs> um, so just throw that out there for you, Bob and Linda. Uh, but parents, they, they do. You love to give gifts to their kids. And then actually kids like to give gifts too. You know, they get excited if they give a gift to a mom or dad or to whoever. Uh, I want to tell a little story about my brother-in-law, Chris Skiles, and he's actually, I think, in Children's Church today, but Chris is a good giver. He always has been, and, and uh, I've, I've heard that he's been a good giver since he was a kid, and apparently when he was little, and, and it was somebody's birthday, he just wanted to give them something, so he would find like an old shoe and wrap it up, or or a, a Kleenex box or anything. So, um, but he, he was giving something, and he he was excited about that. So, good job, Chris. He, um, you can give him a hard time about that later. Um, but you know, your kids like that. They just want to give something. It, it makes them feel good. But I think if. No matter what form of giving it is, it makes us feel good because we're made in the image of God, and God is a giver. Okay, so obviously one of the, the big ways that Christians can give is financially. And, uh, you know, a, a, a big part of that usually is giving to the church. And so um, some of you are thinking, okay, here we go. This is the part where he talks to me about giving more to the church. And so, um, <coughs> by the way, I am a giver to the church, so... Whenever I'm talking about this stuff, I'm talking to myself, too. Um, but a common question is, you know, how much should we give back to God? And, and how much should we give to the church? And it's a tough one. There's kind of a lot of disagreement in the, the church today or among Christians about whether or not we we're mandated to give a tenth um, to God like they were in the Old Testament. And the Old Testament talks a lot about uh, giving a tithe, um, which is 10%. Um, the New Testament isn't as clear about that, no matter you know, what people try to say on both sides. But let me just give you a couple of verses to think about this. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 and 7. It says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Okay, awesome um, So first of all, we see that it is about giving generously, okay, not reluctantly, okay, and, and there are blessings to go along with, with giving generously. But it also says, you know, each, each of us need to pray about and decide in our hearts, okay, what we're going to give. Okay, so those verses don't specifically talk about a tithe, um, so keep that in mind. Now, one of the things that Jesus really got on religious leaders about when he was here was legalism, right? It drove him crazy. And, and the, the problem is that they, be, they became all about following rules and, and their hearts were not involved in what they did. They gave a tent, but they weren't actually generous givers. Um, they were rigorous, rigorous rule followers. And so in Matthew 23, Jesus kind of goes on this big rant against the, the Pharisees and the religious leaders. And over and over he says, woe to you because you've done this. Woe to you, because you've done this. And in Matthew 23, uh, 23 and 24, he says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. 
you give a, a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, that you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. So what's he saying here? Okay, he's saying, you know, you're given a tenth of everything you have, but you've kind of forgotten about everything else. Okay, justice and mercy and faithfulness. He says, you should have done that. You should give a tenth. Okay? That's not a bad thing. But you need to be generous givers in all areas of your lives. And so they, they were missing the, the point. Their hearts and their actions weren't matching up. And so I think we need to be careful about our, our giving, not, not being legalistic. Okay? And I think that's what, what, the, what Jesus is getting at here. But, but I also think sometimes we can perform the action of giving and, and our hearts will follow Okay, but I think if you aren't necessarily a natural giver, you, you can pray about this and, and give, and, and, and the joy sometimes follows with that. Um, I also believe that as you grow in your faith and in your stage of life, that, that that 10% number, that could be a minimum, not a maximum. I think it's, you know, that's not what it's about here. Um, and let me also just say that for most Christians in America today, this, this question isn't even a relative question, because... Um, they don't give anywhere close to a full tithe. And, and uh, on average, Christians today who go to church, they give 2.5% of their income to the church. Um, just for comparison, during the Great Depression in the 1930s, Christians gave an average of 3.3%. Um, that was, you know, obviously food was scarce for many people. So I think for many of us, some better questions to ask ourselves would be, am I a generous giver? You know, am I working towards having the freedom to be able to give more? Uh, you know, am I fully trusting God with my finances? I think those are probably some more relevant questions to ask. And they're questions only you can answer. Um, just briefly on the practical side of things, in your giving to Fur Road, you can give in two ways. Uh, there's our offering plate that we pass around every, every week. Uh, we'll continue doing that. Some of you feel like that's part of your worship on Sunday morning, and that's great. Um, our other option is online giving. Uh, for a couple of years now, we've had that option to give online, and, and the, uh, the amount of people that have been using that and the amount has uh, increased over the last couple of years. Um, one family that made the, the decision to give online early on is Jason and Melanie Allen, and we sat down with them recently, and uh, let's, let's watch that now and see what they had to say about that. Concern 
uh, whether or not we're doing our part and be good stewards of our money. Everything's balancing out still, so I think it's an adjustment for spending. And it made us a lot better on our faith, knowing that we can do it and it's all taken care of. You know, we had young kids, and I guess the concern everyone has of whether or not we'll have the money to do it. And we would give when we were here and think that was okay. Um, I guess several years ago, he had a sermon on tithing, and it convicted us to be consistent. But our hardest part was because we're not here with kids' activities during the summer that we missed, and it bothered us that we were missing and not giving consistently. We don't really miss it. I mean, it, it, it's something that you just go with it, you do it, and once you make the commitment to do it, it's just great. And that's what we like to on giving, just for simple fact that it's, it's up to us to make a decision, but once we make a decision, it's there, it's done. It don't matter if we're on a Sunday here or there, because our summers get really busy, we're getting missed a lot during the summers, and we know we're still giving our faithful part of trying to help support and, and put our money where God intends it to go, do the best that we can to be, do our part. Good job, Jason Melling. They did good. So yeah, that's a few things they talked about, some benefits. Uh, I think online giving does help you give your first fruits to God. You know, it, it can help you give back to, to God first and when you receive that money instead of when, when the money is left. Um, practically speaking, you don't have to write a check. Yeah, Americans write less and less checks. Did, uh, did you know that 75% of Americans write one check or less a month? Okay, so it, it, it's just checks are... Going downhill fast, but some of you like some of you like that. Okay, so I'm not saying like like I said, we're going to keep doing the offering that uh, like we normally do, and that that's fine. Um, it helps you give consistently. They talked about that. I, ideally, if you miss a week or two, you make that up, but it's just hard to do that. Just life happens, and so it helps you to be able to do that. So um, if you're interested in that, you can just go to our website. You click on online giving. And it'll kind of walk you through that. We would be glad to, to sit down with you and help you set that up. The first time, there are some guides back at the information table that can kind of walk you through that too. Um, but it's, it's uh, really not that hard to, to set that up. Um, okay, enough about this. Uh, let me say this. God wants to bless us in our giving. Okay? My, my father-in-law often says, he, you can't outgive God. And, and, and he could write a book on how God has proven that to him over and over. Uh, and, and don't get me off wrong on this. We don't give in order, to, in order to get things back. Okay, God's not a slot machine. We don't put in money and, and say, okay, give me all my money. Okay, no, it, it doesn't work that way. Um, and, and we're told not to test God in Scripture, okay? But we, there is one major exception to that that's given. It's in the book of Malachi. In verse chapter 3, verse 10, it says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Um, I have seen so many times how God has honored and taken care of those who have been faithful in their giving to him. Uh, now, not all of God's blessings are material, okay? Um, and some of you might say, well, I've, I've tried tithing, and I'm still financially 
things are they're tough and, and yeah that, that's probably true and, and there may be other factors going on things that you need to get in line um, and, you, and you need to work towards that um, and but when you're planting seeds it, it takes time for them to grow too so be patient God's going to take care of you and like I said not all blessings are material God promises in, in 2 Corinthians 9.10 to enlarge the harvest of our righteousness. Okay, so it's righteousness, not, not money. It says, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. And so God is going to take care of you. I, I, I can promise you that. Um, now, I also believe we have modeled these giving principles as a church. Okay, we, we have tried to do our best to, to be givers, even with the money that has been given to us. Uh, we give away 15% of all the money that is given to missions. Okay? No matter how much we get, that's going to missions. And, and the statistics I, I could find is that the average across the board for churches in America is they, they give away 5% to missions. And so I feel like we're doing a great job with that, and that's an awesome thing. Uh, we also have the Dollar Club that that we, we give all the way, all the money away to, to special needs that come in from the community. Um, I have a story I've been waiting to share with you guys uh, until today. Almost exactly two years ago, we've helped a young man get into a Christian-based drug rehab program. And we gave him $300 from our dollar club um, to be able to do that. And he had attended our church off and on, was even baptized here, but he just struggled with drugs. That was just his thing, he'd be doing good, he'd fall off and do good. And so he got into this program, and the, and the program worked. And he has been clean now for two years. Uh, he has a job, a steady job. He's involved in a church in the Branson area. He's married. So, so it's awesome. Okay? Um, stories don't always end that way. In fact, they usually don't, but, but, but sometimes they do. Um, and so... There's some more of the story. He, about a year ago, he was in a pretty bad accident, a car accident, and he received uh, recently a large settlement from the insurance company from that car accident, and he decided that he wanted to tithe off that settlement. And so he got a hold of me one day and said, Dan, he was excited. Can I come out to the church? I, I have a gift I want to give to the church. And so he came out, and he had a check for me, and it, it was a large check. I mean, it was, I looked at him like, are you kidding me? And and so, you know, my first thought is, okay, how do you get this money? <laughs> Where did this come from? But, but, yeah, it was all legit. And he just, because we had um, taken a chance on him, and he said, that, you guys, you helped change my life uh, because you were willing to do that. And I just thought, man, God is so good. And he just, I mean, we don't do it to get, you know, we never thought that anything would come back from that. It was like God saying, Keep up the good work, guys. And, and I just, I'm just excited to tell you guys that story. There's another story. We got a check on just Friday from a, an area church. And, and they, uh, there's a check for about $3,000. And they just, they wanted to, uh, they had a harvest offering. And they, they decided they wanted to be a blessing to a ministry in the area. And so their mission team said, we want to bless for Road Christian Church. Does that have a book? And, and so what an awesome thing is, is that. But, and so I'm just praising God. It's like, okay, God, we want to continue to be faithful 
in, in, in what we're doing in, in our giving. And, you know, we're not a, a wealthy church by a lot of American church standards, but, man, I feel like God can use, we can be faithful with what we are given and what we're doing with that money, and I think we are. And, and so part of the reason I tell these stories is uh, we want you to be confident in your giving to grow. <coughs> That we are going to be good money managers with your money, and it's going to be used to, to bless people and further God's kingdom. And, and we'll continue to do that. We'll, we'll continue to, to seek to, to be a blessing and, and continue to, to further God's kingdom. And so I, I leave you with this. Just a few questions to think about. Are you being faithful to God with the money that you have? you've been given to, to manage? Are you being the best man, money manager that you can be? And are, are there changes that you, you need to make? Are there things that you know? I really, I, I need to make this change in my life because of this money that I'm using over here, this isn't, this isn't being a good that. You know, are there changes you need to make? Are you a generous giver? Okay, that's the big question. Are you a generous giver? But most of all, I want to just ask this question. Are you loving God and loving people through your giving? Are you loving God and loving people through your giving? Let's pray. God, I am blown away by the kind of God you are. Such a, a, a giving God that you gave your son. 